WBON families, and thank you for sharing your Sunday with us. This is WBON 1690 AM, The Talk and the top of Chicago. I'm Chita Strasberg, producer and co-host and host of the On the Case show. That's the name of our program, On the Case. My co-host is Kent Hunley, publisher of 316 Magazine and a good friend of mine. I am editor-in-chief of that 10-year-old gospel magazine that is more than one in more than 1,000 black churches, and we're still growing every single day. WVON's call number is 312-374-8130. And your comments and questions are always welcome. Kent and I thank our sponsor, Dr. Zenobia Solwell. She's located at 1122 North Clark Street, where she has been for several decades. Dr. Solwell has the latest dental equipment. But more important, Dr. Solwell, who is my dentist, doesn't hurt you. To make an appointment, call her at 312-944-9355. Our prayers are with the family of former Gary Mayor Richard Hatcher, who died yesterday at the age of 86. He was one of the first African-American mayors of a large urban city. He paved the way for the victory of many black elected officials all across this nation. May his soul rest in peace. We thank Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr., Reverend Jeanette Wilson, and Cook County Judge Stanley Hill for teaching and giving our children the Push Excel platform to learn excellent oratorical skills. Their winter oratorical competition held yesterday at the Rainbow Push Coalition headquarters was a tremendous success. And Reverend Jackson gave out hundreds of Christmas food baskets at the Parkway Ballroom, 4455 South King Drive. And Reverend Jackson is leading a group of community leaders to secure a natural gas line in Pembroke Township where many residents use either propane gas or wood-burning stoves. Some residents still have outdoor toilets, believe it or not. Reverend Jackson will be meeting with NICOR and ComEd officials Monday, that's tomorrow, in Pembroke to begin this social justice fight for equity. It's a movement to him, and I am so grateful that he's doing that. We thank Father Michael Flager for giving out 800 turkeys. They were huge turkeys, too, and for his upcoming Christmas toy giveaway. Ken Hunley has a guest, well, not the guest who's going to sing, but he has, has a guest who has written a very profound book. Kent? Yes, his name today. And once again, um, thank you. Good afternoon on the case listeners. And the call-in number here is 312-374-8130. If you have any questions regarding our guest, please call in. Uh, my guest's name is Jewel Lyle. He's a motivational speaker. He's a poet, and his book is called Powerful Expressions of Knowledge. That's the name of his book. And he is here on the show today. Good afternoon, Lyle. Good afternoon. Your book, Powerful Expressions of Knowledge, um, where can people find your book? You can find it on Amazon.com. Just uh, type in my name and type in the title of the book, and it'll pop right up. And also, after the show today, you can also find reference to it on 316magazine.com. Now, Lyle, my, my question is, uh, Mr. Lyle, what inspired you to write this book? Well, my main focus in life is to help encourage people, to inspire people, and to motivate people. So I always have had that inspiration in myself to want to make myself a better person, but not to be selfish, but to also help other people become successful in their endeavors. And I'll go back to that question again. And who inspired you to write the book? I'll put God Almighty first. Jesus is the head of my life. He's the one who gives me the need and necessity to go out and make the world a better place. So I have to give him all the glory for it. And what are some of the um, the elements um, what brought you to writing some of the subject matters in your book? Well, a lot of things, it has to do with the way people character trait themselves. So, for instance, one of the, this, the book has a collection of short stories to help give people inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and spiritual insight. But one of the stories talks about attitude. A lot of people can have the wrong kind of attitude when they approach things in life, and that can be something that will hold them back. Okay. Listen, I'm going to purchase a book today. Just let you know that. You came on the show. I'm looking at the book right in front of me. So far, I haven't had a chance to read it, but I like it, what I see. I like what I see, and um, listen... I just want to plant a seed today, just let people know, listen, to just um, support you. 
it starts with support. Um, we have um, on the case listeners, people listen to the show. Just let them know just to just plant that seed in you today that inspired you to keep continue to write, you know, future books. And, and what do you look to achieve in the next, you know, couple of let's say months or years after you know writing this book? Well, I gotta say first of all, thank you for contributing to the cause. I really do appreciate that. And I see myself doing a lot more than just writing. Also, I see myself getting out there on the streets to help the city of Chicago. And I see myself going to different places and actually having a room full of people where I can speak to and even do one-on-ones. I mean, I just want to continue to help people in any shape, form, or fashion that I can. Now, Joel, you've been had a way with words since the age of 12. And uh, that is when you started writing lyrics for your hip-hop music. You're a hip-hopper. Yeah, at one point in time, back in the day. <laughs> I can't imagine that. You look like such an intelligent, straightforward person. Hip-hop? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, in my, I would say in my B.C. days, that's before Christ, I actually was into the secular form of hip-hop. And I was that was my passion. My dream was to be a rapper. And I wanted to be like the coldest rapper, so I wanted to be kind of crazy and out there. That was that was what my head was at back then. But now, to God be the glory, after he changed my life, my main focus now is to bring forth lyrics that's uplifting and positive. Well, you know, that that is much needed because some of this music out here, I blame for the behavior of some of these shooters. Um, they promote shooting. They promote killing. They promote violence. And here you come with words of peace. Yes, and it's awesome that you said that because that is another main focus of mine. I'm very against, even on the radio, you hear it all the time about killing and shooting and all through the music. And that is music is one of the biggest influences on our people. They hear this music. It used to influence me. That's what made me want to be out there doing crazy things from the music I was listening to. You know, we need to take back control of the radio. (laughs) <laughs> seriously because they not only they, they degrade our women you know yes. they talk about women i mean they have mothers hmm. here they are degrading our women and and just you know putting out bad messages to to the youth yeah teaching our youth youth to call us the b word <laughs> i like this one it says i am woman from the rib of man the first woman was created so from day one of my existence was to be a help and company to man for god believed believed that man should not be alone and that's from genesis two eighteen. Wives are to submit unto their husband as unto the Lord. Husbands are the head of the household, wives and children. He is to love the wife as Christ loves the church. I really love this because people don't believe it today. You need to have this in every <laughs> single household. Yeah, and, and let people know how, how did I meet you, Jewel? We actually met at Apostle McCoy's church in Chicago Heights, Brothers Keeper. And it was having an anniversary there. And actually I was there and Apostle asked me to do spoken word. But I actually met Kent at the words when we was talking and I mentioned about how I had this book and he just wanted to help me to get my message out. And I'm just very thankful on to Kent for this opportunity. OK, we're going to come back to you because we have another guest in the studio. This is my guest, Mylon Patton. He's a 19 year old sophomore from the University of Chicago, and he's also an intern at the Rainbow Push Coalition. Uh, welcome to On The Case. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I am just so impressed with you. Thank you so You're much. You're picking up so much. Tell me a little bit about you now. you majoring in what? I'm double majoring in political science and economics with a minor in human rights at the University of Chicago. Human rights. And that's what brought you to the uh, Rainbow Push Coalition? It did. This is, the place, this is the place of advocacy. This is the place of service. It's the place to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just trying to be a sponge and soak up every single ounce of information I can get. Okay. Amen. So um, tell me, you had, you had something to talk about today. Well, yes. Um, the issue of mass incarceration um, is an issue that plagues our nation. Um, the United States is perceived to lead the world in many things, from the strength of the U.S. dollar to economic mobility to the strength of, this, of its military. You know, while, while our strengths are championed and advertised greatly, our shortcomings are often ignored. The United States is the world's leader in incarceration. According to the Sentencing Project, there are 2.2 million people in our prisons and jails. To put that into perspective, that figure is a 500% increase over the last 40 years when the war on drugs started. And the war on drugs is perhaps the war with the most far-reaching consequences of any war. Before the beginning of 2019, 
10% of Florida's population, a battleground state, the state that decided 2016, the state that decided 2000, was disenfranchised, the most in the nation. Further, almost 25% of African Americans cannot vote in the state of Florida because of felony disenfranchisement. You know, when we, when we talk about how our democracy is whole and secure, it is just factually untrue. You know, now Republicans in the state legislature are requiring ex-felons to pay off any fees before they regain their right to vote, which is a modern poll tax, which is unconstitutional. When, again, when we talk about how our democracy is whole and secure, we need to talk about what our nation is doing to its citizens at home. We don't need to talk about Russia. We don't need to talk about the Ukraine. Let's figure out how we can restore our democracy here. We can restore it by getting rid of Trump. Let's go to line well, one. Exactly. <laughs> Look, this, this has been going on since before Trump. I know. know. You, you the, know the, just, just go back to what you said, um, Mylon. They talk about you know, China, inhumane, how they treat their people. Mm-hmm. And then just what you mentioned on, on the record here on, on the case, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it contradicts itself all the time here in America. And the United States of America is the greatest country in the nation. Let, let, let's, not, let's not brush past that. The United States leads the world on many things. But before we can begin to move forward as a nation, we need to take a hard look in the mirror and see what are we doing well and also what are we doing wrong. Well, I can tell you what we're doing wrong. We did the wrong thing by uh, electing Trump. Let's go to line one and talk <laughs> to Jim. Jim, are you there? Jim, what happened to you? Okay, so let's go to Melvin on line two. Hey, how you doing? Okay, Good afternoon, Melvin. Well, the, the only way you can inspire us as a people is just put out some good things. Uh, history is one. Uh, uh, what's going on in this country? What's going on with these uh, elect- electoral uh, things that are happening? And and see what they we can do as as, as people can do. Black people can do. We are. I think we are dejected because we don't have any uh, as what you call. We have no heart, some of us, and uh, uh, we just go. On, we, we're just going on living from day to day. A lot of us don't even know what's happening, and the only way we can get our get our spirit back is we do follow the Bible. We have to follow the Bible, and the Bible and scriptures and this book of Ephesians tell us what we have to do, and we have to follow it. This is spiritual warfare now because uh, if we don't follow, follow the Spirit. We can look in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 18 to 21, that uh, about how the kids are raised. We can follow Ephesians number uh, chapter 6, about the spiritual warfare. And then we have to keep reading the Bible and excite us and, and build ourselves up, because we're not, a lot of us don't believe in God. A lot of us do believe in it, but uh, we got to be motivated. Amen. Amen, Melvin. I agree 100% with you. And once again, we have to inspire our youth, and that's why we have youth on the show today. Inspire them and show them that we, we show them we love. Show them love. That's what we need in our community. Like you said, stop talking about it. Be about it. That's, that's the bottom line here. Um, you yourself, uh, take time out to grab an individual you see in the community that's making a difference, and just you know, grab onto them and show them appreciation for who they are and, and let them know what they can be. And in inspiring, you know, it's a collective thing. It's not an, indivi- it's not an individual, individual thing. I agree 100%. Um, if Dr. King, Malcolm X, you know, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, if those people, Obama, if these people did not inspire, where would we be? It's, it's, it's tough, but you have to vote. You have to organize. You have to advocate. You know, I just met Ian Brock, the creator of Dream Hustle Code. It's an organization uh, with the mission of leveling the tech playing field for underrepresented and underestimated individuals in the tech industry. Hmm. They has held a huge thing at the Google headquarters in Chicago where the Governor came, uh, uh, Representative Davis, Danny Davis came. These are the people who will be the future. These are the people who will advocate, but we cannot give up this fight. We no. cannot give and we won't. Fight. And you know what Amen. Reverend Jackson always tells us, it, no, the ground is no place for a champion. Let's go to uh, line one, talking about champions. Good I'm afternoon, here. Jim. Where are you Good now? Good afternoon, Jim. Are you on the moon Bethany somewhere? Uh, in Honduras, not the Honduras. Honduras. My lady's got a, our aunt's got a little restaurant here, so we're having a little fresh uh, cooked fish. It's to die for. A nice cold drink and uh, some high coffee. So, good. 
Anyways, everything you're talking about is exactly why Trump should be supported. First of all, the drug problem is something that he's been focusing on. Part of the reason why he wants to build the wall, because a lot of drugs come through an open border. And also, you're aware of the fact that one of the first things Trump did was sign that bill, you know, this criminal justice reform that was signed into law by Bill Clinton, the Democrat, 20-something years ago. And also, you know, Trump is very tight with a lot of the pastors and a lot of people that want to bring God back into the school and all these sorts of things. And you're exactly right about the, some of the lyrics in these songs. This is not Trump. These are people that have been living under Democrats for all these years. And so everything you're talking about is exactly why Trump should be supported, because you're, you're right on the money. This is almost like a campaign for Trump. Now, you know, Jim, most drugs do not come through the borders. They come through airplanes and trucks and uh, across the Canadian border. Listen, a lot of drugs come across the border. That's why the borders are open. That's why the, the cartels want to keep the border open. Okay. That's exactly why, why they do this. I mean, you don't know how many drugs come through. People don't know. I, I do now, think. Now, if you have a border and you come through. Now, I, I do believe that the I mean, if rhetoric you, if you come, of being very tough on drugs, or the war on drugs, is exactly what got us to the point where we are now. Think back to the 1980s. Um, our incarceration in the nation was at an all-time low. Then Ronald Reagan came in with the war on drugs, targeting crack, targeting cocaine. Fast forward to the 90s with Bill Clinton targeting marijuana. This is irrespective of party. And Milan, let me stop you for one second. I just want to say, wasn't the Reagan administration responsible for uh, planting drugs in L.A.? Well, that's that's what many sources have said. And and certainly certainly responsible for private prisons where he was Mm -hmm. when he was governor of California. This is not an attack against Republicans or Democrats. This is irrespective of party. Mass incarceration is a human rights issue. It's not a Democrat issue. It's not a Republican issue. And Donald, President Trump can certainly help. This President Trump has helped in many ways, but we should not be um, sufficient with scraps. We should fight for the whole dinner plate. We should get a seat at the table. Okay, Jim, you want to respond to uh, Mylon? He's gone. Okay. Uh, Tommy, I haven't heard from you in a long time. Line three. Hey, well, first of all, let me just say hey to you. And uh, basically, the only thing I agree with Jim on is that I- I'm thankful that he's in Honduras. And I hope he gets a couple <laughs> more drinks and some Stay more down. fish. Because you need to definitely go fishing. And, 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 and more, importantly, more, more importantly than this, this whole notion, this whole thing, uh, if there's any reason why we are the way we are, it's because we have not accepted facts. What would be known about white people have clearly been shown. And you ain't got to hate nobody. You know, all you have to do is recognize and understand that, hey, we're playing uh, with a deck of cards and all of them are jokers. I mean, that's where it's at. And this thing about God, 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 God says uh, what will be known has clearly been shown in you without excuse. That's what he said. And basically, he says what has been known about God. And he says what's hidden to be revealed. You should know the truth, and it'll make you free. Not you will be free. It'll make you free. So you have to ask a question, man. At what point, at what time, how many people have to die? For us as black people to recognize and understand that somebody somewhere in a field picking cotton looked up at the sky and said, I am somebody, and I look forward to the generations that will come before me, after me, and make something out of our lives. That's all we got to do. We got people like yourselves on this show. And as far as this Democrat and Republican thing, man, it's absolute nonsense. Because what one gives, the other one takes away. Preach, Tommy. That's the bottom line to it. I love both of you. Thank you, Tommy. Thank I appreciate you so that call. Much. Um, you want to respond? Um, sure. Um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to discount the fact that since the inception of the United States of America, there has been a systematic and systemic oppression of Black Americans. But let's not say, let let's not say that white people have not been allies in this fight. They may have not led the way. But Lyndon B. Johnson, President Lyndon Johnson, signed the Civil Rights Act. There have been many Supreme Court justices who have sided with us on issues concerning our security and our freedom and our justice. So we need to appreciate that. But we should also take into fact 
that there are many issues still in place today, such as mass incarceration, which disproportionately affects blacks more than whites or or Latinos. So you're right. You're certainly right about facts, but we need to see. We need to be solution-oriented. So, Mylan, why is it that we are killing each other as if we were the black KKK? I, I think that our people are not inspired. I, I think that we've seen a system that has been in place that hurts us, and then every single time we push and chip away, chip away, we take two steps back. And it goes back to what you say, Mylan, and what Jemin just called, you know, hurt people hurt people. you got these people been hurting for so long, and all they can think to do is to hurt someone else. You know, a system, um, you got to realize the um, judicial system is about money. This is a billion billion dollar business. So to versus giving you a job versus locking you up. If I lock you up, I provide a, um, employment for my own. I'm speaking of white people. But if I give you, inspire you to become somebody, then that allows you to provide for your own. And as you mentioned in this conversation we just had, a gentleman called in that has been systemic regarding racism in our community. So the racists uh, that's in power right now, they rather lock us up and keep us down because they're making money from it. Lawyers, 70, 70% of the world lawyers are where? In America. America got 70% of the world's lawyer, lawyers. You know, that, that, that's, you know, listen, that profession, um, listen, I have no problem with it. All, all I have to say is that when you keep people down and continue to uh, abuse them, because this is a very abusive system that's taking place, you know, the disparity between crack and cocaine, that was the war on drugs, you know, a gentleman get arrested for um, Nesto Burgess talked. Um, Burgess talked about it on the show last week. So when get arrested for crack versus cocaine, you're talking about keys of cocaine, and they just get a slap on the wrist. Not even um, getting convicted of a felony, they get to walk out of jail. Yes, and and then we like to talk about these issues as if they were 100, 200 years ago. They still have far-reaching effects, like Florida, like other con- like I mean, like other states, Iowa, Iowa, Kentucky are states with lifetime voting bans for felons still, regardless of what felony is, convict, is convicted. Even after they get out, they lose the right to vote. And keep in mind, this is not the, this is not the privilege. This, they lost the right to vote for the rest of their lives. So is all this really a result of post-traumatic slave syndrome? Syndrome, uh, syndrome wh- whose fault is that? Are you saying, is that a mental thing? Yes. But absolutely not. Are we still it's, suffering from slavery? I think the country is still suffering from slavery. There are many African Americans who are fighting for us every single day. But I think the country is still suffering from the effects of slavery. That that's a that's a fact. And we say country, I'm I'm talking about black folks. Because mm-hmm. we were the ones who were slaves. We made America rich. We built America. Shenzhen asked that question. Yes, we are still suffering from slavery. you got to understand one Men- thing. Mentally. I'm mentally. Right. Mentally as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, physically and mentally. Uh, we, we, you have a lot of wealthy black people in America. But not one of them controls something beyond money. Now, there, was a, there was a time of something drastic happening in this country. We have people in this country that control resources. Resources as far outweighs money. You got a lot of rich people, and money can't get you anywhere when concerning resources. So resources trump money any and every day. You know, they they could give us a hundred million dollar contract, but they won't give us a majority stake in a company like Nightcore come in. You know, that's something that's that's real. It control our lives. Imagine waking up without lights on. You'll freak out, right? <laughs> Your lights on, no heat in the winter of Chicago. You know, that's, that's powerful. Well, we used to control. What was the name of the town that that the white people burned down? Mm. To, to yeah, I'm, I'm I believe it was. Um, I think they used to be called Black Wall Street in Oklahoma, yes. yeah. and they burned it down. And they we on based airplane on a, strips based on a lie. On that, a lie, yeah. Yes. I think the, the Greenwood. 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 There you go. There you go, Mila. The um, what I read regarding that situation or that story, it, it was based on, like you said, a lie. It was based on a lie, and basically what happened was, you know, these people were living the the dream, the life. I mean, there were wealthy black individual, middle class black people, and the poor white people out in another town, seeing how well black people were living, and they got what's the word jealous. And then a gentleman called in, and Tommy said it um, on his show. People, we recognize um, how we've been treated. It's time to look at what's going on and say, hey, listen, we have to uh, make change within ourselves so we can see a better outcome. Can't keep running to um, the Democrats and Republican and going back and forth. You have to look in the what's the word mirror. 
Yes. <laughs> you have to look in the mirror. Jewel, what do you think about all this? Well, you all are actually hitting on some good points there. I haven't actually been able to do as much research as you all. And so for the most part, I'm just listening and learning a lot, actually. So I'm thankful for that. But, but you have been living life. And, <laughs> and the results of that, what have you seen well, in for, life? As far as me, I mean, for the most part, I just stay focused on on what's in front of me and what I have to take care of to better myself and those around me. So that's that's what one of the things that I help teach people to focus on on what they have to do to to get ahead and, and not to get so much caught up with a lot of other stuff that's going on. Because if you if you think about too much things about what's going on in the world, that can kind of put you in, in a place that kind of holds you back, whereas you you won't be able to make any progress. So I I kind of teach people it's like. It's like a lot of drama is what it is, really, if you think about it. You think about high school and, and, and college and even in the workplace. People get into a lot of drama that kind of takes them away from the task at hand. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this, though. With the drama going on, and if you put those blinders on and you walk around with blinders on and what's going on around the world, truly enough, it'll come home to you, believe it or not. That's true. Because it has happened um, before. Um, I've seen it, I witnessed it, even in my life. Things you mind your own business, and walking outside, going in your car, and all of a sudden it happens. You know, yes, yes. carjacking, yes. robbery, anything. Because people, like I mentioned, that's why I, that's why I won't mm-hmm. let my brother come to visit me anymore. He has to stay in California, not here. But now, what I was talking about was the June June first, nineteen twenty one, Black Tulsa was looted, firebombed from the air, and burned down by white rioters. Um, and the governor declared martial law, and the National Guard troops arrived in Tulsa. Uh, they had banks. They had everything. I, they really had a lot going on, dentists and doctors. Um, but it, it's always we have to suffer from racism, and that's, that's really and, and, and sad. Shetta, here it is in 2019, going into 2020. And what you just said in that article, today in Chicago, even the surrounding area of Chicago, we have a million black people or more, and we have nothing at that extent in our own community. That's because we don't trust each other. Let's go to line one, Lewis. Welcome to On the Case. Uh, good afternoon, good people. Good afternoon, Lewis. Good afternoon. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> we have to realize that we have, we, we're, we are living in the most, uh, in the greatest country there is on this earth. We have to realize that we have uh, the greatest weapon that was ever forged and put on this earth, and that weapon is we have the vote. We have the power of the vote. The things that we're going through right now is because of the people that we voted for. The Republicans didn't, uh, uh, and, and Republicans and Donald Trump didn't cause us to uh, uh, lose the tip fund didn't cause us to have 50, 55 schools closed up. Didn't cause us to have mass unemployment on the south and the west side of Chicago. Those were the people that we voted for. Our aldermen, our mayor, our uh, congressman, our governor. Those are the people that caused all that, you know, all this trouble. And, 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 and they just passed this new bill, which is going to cause... Uh, mass incarceration, like uh, the young brother is saying, you know, about mass incarceration. It's going to cause mass incarceration. This new bill that they just passed is called uh, recreational cannabis. Recreational cannabis is going to cause everybody to go at war at each other trying to get uh, this money that uh, that's going to cause uh, uh, devastation in our communities. It's going to cause uh, uh, mass unemployment because we're going to miss out on this $45 billion uh, uh, infrastructure bill that the governor just signed that we won't be able to partake because we won't be able to pass the drug test. We're going to lose housing because uh, the uh, federal government has a policy where if you use drugs, you're going to lose your housing benefit. We're going to lose out on city jobs. We're going to lose out on contracts. And, and, and on top of that, uh, the gangs, the organizations out there, they're going to start uh, uh, selling drugs out of the houses and stuff because you can, grow, uh, you, you can grow this stuff in your house, and you can take it out there and sell it on the street, you know. 
So we're going to lose. And, and, and another thing that's going to happen is we're going to have a mass incarceration because if you get caught with anything over 30 ounces, uh, yeah, 30 grams, you go to jail. I'm so glad you're saying this, especially about yeah, the, the work, because um, we're, we're being fooled, really, because when, when, when you're on these jobs, they can have you to take a test uh, anytime. Yeah, random. And, and what they do is they use the hair tests. Um, and and if, you're, if there's pot in, in that result, you lose your job. Right. right. And you know and you know what? And that's because of a rule uh that's because of OSHA. OSHA has a yes. a policy where you can't you you won't be be able to get hired on a construction site because you can't operate equipment if you're under the influence and you can't uh 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 perform your job, you know. And if you already have a job and just like you just said, if they run a random uh job, if they run a random drug test, you're going to lose your job, you know. That's so right. that's right there. That's slavery right there. When when the new laws go into effect January 1st, 2020, I'm sure that businesses are going to start to realign, you know, their rules regarding marijuana. But but not the federal government. Not it's Certainly still, not the it's federal still, government. It's still against the federal law to be uh, to have pot on you. Yes, it is. So, and, I mean, and, it's and a trick I, bag. And, it's a trick bag. And it's these, a big-time trick bag. And these <laughs> issues like marijuana like mass incarceration, like the right to vote as far as voter ID laws. They need to be decided at a federal level because your your felon your your felony in Illinois should not should not be different. Like your punishment should not be different from that in North Carolina. Um as far as this marijuana, you know, Governor Pritzker, he ran on the promise of legalizing marijuana. And his intention was to address the disproportionate impact marijuana legislation has had on black communities and then to bring about change from it. He will be expunging all previous marijuana laws. I mean, I mean, all previous marijuana convictions in the black community. Um, but I just don't believe that it goes far enough or that it has the intended the intended effects that it does. But what I fear um, is that when when we get arrested and it's been this way for a very long time, you have white policemen who, at the station adjustment level, they will call the parents of white kids, but they will lock us up because they have that prerogative. The station adjustment is what sends a black kid to jail and a white kid to his daddy at home. Hmm. Let's go to uh, line two, Brother Hall. Hi there. Hey, Chenta. First of all, uh, let me just say this. Uh, I'm not mad at Jim, and I actually welcome Jim's opinion. Uh, <laughs> so do I. And also, and also, Jim puts up, he puts something in the kitty, because if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the sponsors of the program, right? Well, yeah, once a month, he he said he he promised to sponsor us once a month. Well, and I appreciate go. that. Right, he is so a sponsor. Let's, let's, let's not be I'm so still looking for a, I'm still Jim. looking for black more black sponsors. Oh, I know you would. Jim has his opinion, and we have ours. I think that's how we learn. But let me get to the to the bottom line of why I called in. The caller before me, this gentleman actually said everything I wanted to say. You know, we're sitting back being bamboozled and hoodwinked. What was that, um, Brother Hall? That was Tommy, right? Was no, Tommy? not Tommy. The brother that just got off telling Lewis. us Which about Lewis, the, Lewis, the legal Lewis. part. Pardon me? It was Lewis, I believe. Yeah, yes, okay. yes. And, and and here's the thing, uh, Brother uh, Kent. Yeah. Here we being hoodwinked and bamboozled because the fact of the matter is when you dry up all the commonwealth out of a community, you take everything out, what do you think is going to happen? Listen, let me tell you something. If you go to 24, I'm sorry, uh, Stewart and Archer, and you walk up under them Blackhawks, and the CI people laying there in the cold like this morning when I was out there feeding. Let me tell you something. They see what we see. What we see, they see. And it's acceptable. When you take everything away, now you think we got a problem. Just wait till this law is passed. What, you think Jim Shoe is going to allow the government to take over their business? <laughs> Are you kidding me? What you think they're going to do? They have to feed their families as well. So these legislators, these aldermen, they knew all along what they were doing because if they if they were serious about helping people, period, they would have put some protective measures on this thing. You guys said it best. You can't go operate no crane and you house that stuff, man. 
It's a state law. It's not a federal law. And they setting us up. I can agree with right. Hall, Brother Hall. That is the truth. That is. Yeah, so, so thank you for having a young brother on. Then we need to do more of that because we need to know what they're thinking and how we can best assist them. We definitely need to do that. But don't be fooled by these rotten politicians. Y'all have a good day. Thank, Thank you, Brother Hall. Thank you so Hall. much. Let's go Thanks to for line, calling. Let's go to line one, Mama D. Mama D, good Thank to you. Good afternoon, Mama D. Uh, you know, you all are right on point. I want to know about secondhand smoke. Uh, I thought that secondhand smoke was harmful. So where are you going to be smoking, even if you have the right to smoke? And, and, and didn't they, once upon a time, you couldn't buy liquor because of prohibition laws? So uh, I don't think that it's written in stone that people have to uh, buy marijuana just because they're selling it legally. I think probably the one that's been getting it under the table from a local dealer is going to continue to get it from under the table from their local dealer. That's what I think. Uh, that's the truth. Uh, uh, because I, I don't think that they, they are going to want to go into a legitimate store and buy it and be written up and, and have your life uh, thrown all over the place. I think they'll continue to do what they've been doing. Um, but I wanted to say, uh, whoever you are, wherever you are on the planet Earth, at high noon on the 154th anniversary of the ratification of the 13th Amendment, December 18th, Divinity Day in Chicago by City Council Resolution, you're invited to take a knee, sanctuary pause for four minutes to pray and pay tribute to 400 years of delayed actions for in chains arrival, the black DACA, whose ancestors and descendants never got a check. This tribute is in compliance with H.R. 1242 that was signed into law on January 8, 2018. If you're in Chicago, join the Africans for uh, uh, Indigenous Native Black American rights to form a red, black, and green intergenerational human reef of respect and march around City Hall, 121 North LaSalle Street, singing the Negro anthem, lift every voice and sing all three verses, and three times around, that totals nine, promoting the use of non-carnal weapons that have divine power to pull down strongholds of evil, hate, violence, and fear. So the intergenerational colors are... Mama D. Are you still there? We, we lost Mama D. We lost her. Okay. All right. So um, do you want to respond? Um, well, yes, I was going to respond to the last gentleman who was there. I think it's important to make a distinction between, you know, crimes of need or desire and crimes of survival, like he mentioned. Um, a lot of these crimes, especially regarding mass incarceration, they are crimes of survival. When you take away access to jobs, when you take away access to clean and fresh groceries, when you take away access to equal and accessible education, this is what you will get. This is what you will get. Um, I think marijuana in, in the in the United States and especially Illinois, we need to look at the discrepancies there um, in order to become involved with the sale of recreational marijuana starting in January 2020. You have to own a dispensary. The established medical dispensaries, which are all white-owned currently, already have their first shot or their first shake at this new recreational thing. And um, the city of Chicago specifically has a limit on the number of dispensaries in each area. We have to look at if this business is going to be equitable for us. Speaking of equitable, do you think that we should do what Evanston is doing? And Evanston is, has passed a bill uh, in their city council where 3% of the sales of marijuana will be uh, put aside for reparations for black people. Well, I think that um, the, gover the governor has outlined um, infrastructure um, improvements that will affect the black community. Uh, the Chicago City Council Black Caucus has called for recreational marijuana sales in the city to be postponed until July 1st so that more equitable solutions from the industry can be found. That's true. But what about Evanston? Should we should this, our City Council Black Caucus do what they did in Evanston? And push for that. And push for uh, reparations. I don't see why not. And um, I don't know what reparations it would be in the form of. I don't know if it would be in how the about, form of. How about reducing tuition? That would be, a, that would be an absolutely great way. <laughs> That would be an absolutely great way to All right. Let's go to uh, uh, Pastor Witherspoon, line three. 
God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. Thank God for this conversation. Yeah, yeah the uh, most important thing I think the, the young man said, voting. And we have to inspire the young people how important it is to vote. That people die for the right to vote. Like education, we got to go a different way to motivate the young generation. Uh, uh, for the education here, they, they, lack a, they need motivation and the encouragement and they push them. And I strong the black church here. That's the most powerful uh, organization uh, or by a believer in the world, the, the black church. Models came from the black church. So we got to be affected, getting people in, into the church and teaching how important the New Age Bible, their history. That's very important. That's true. And That's don't let money change us. Don't let money divide us. So, Pastor Witherspoon, what do you think about this marijuana bill? Oh, it, 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 I, I don't agree with it. But if they went too far now, we, they, they should have stopped this frame field. They down there shouting, shouting about the Panthers bill. But we own none distributor. All distributors belong to uh, the white people. Same no thing. How do you control people? Through law. Jim Crow is alive and well. Let's tell the truth, sir. The law, how the judges, lawyers, like the young man said, that boy, a lawyer in America than anywhere in the world. Lawyer to keep black in jail and incarcerated. Let's talk about the the, the, the jail and incarcerated. Why Donald Trump don't talk about that? How we've been left out, be abused through the jail. That's true. Thank you so much for your call, Pastor. Thank you for calling, Pastor Witherspoon. You know, I was there's another place, Rosewood Massacre. That was January the sixth, nineteen. What was that? Nineteen twenty three where whites burned down the entire town. The blacks left and left all their property never to return. Reparations would help to repair the relatives of those uh, people. So what do you think, Kent? I agree 100%, Shantae. But you all got to realize something. This this war on drugs, um, the uh, situation concerning what's going on currently, you have to understand that one of my favorite movies I used to look at is called The Untouchables. I remember that. (laughs) You you were right, The Untouchables. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's an older movie. They remade it. What it is is that FBI, the police, used to go out to used to go after the head gentlemen who control drugs, uh, who control what's um, wrong with the community. Today they do not. They go out to us, the what they call game bangers. You know, they use that and they lock us up. It's, it's a way of it's a form of control. That that's exactly what it is. It's control. Um, the um, doing the doing the Bush administration. In the 90s, the war on drugs was about the war, you mentioned, on black people. That's what the war on drugs was about. It's a war, war on crack. And who was selling crack? We were. You know, so that, that, that's the bottom line. America has had experience into dealing with individuals concerning narcotics, um, gangs. They started back in the 30s and 40s when we were in Mississippi on those farms, you know, on those still on those plantations, some of us. And then we come to the north, and they use this practice that they learned on the Italians and the Jews back in the days, and they used it on us. And who were doing the drive-bys in the 40s? White people, the Italians. You see them doing drive-bys now? No. And as you mentioned, they're not the ones uh, disenfranchised right now. They um, they have jobs. Their kids are uh, well taken care of, but our population is suffering. So our population is doing exactly what they did back in the 30s and the 40s, hurting each other, getting, you know, shooting each other. It's no, really no difference. Well, like like Juice World, he died swallowing pills as the fed, feds were searching planes. At Midway, yeah. His plane for guns and drugs. Uh, he was such, I thought he was such a nice guy and... Yet he was using drugs. He was using drugs, and apparently, from what I've heard or read, is that he took some of the um, the um, drugs that was that was on the plane. He didn't want to get caught with it. He swallowed it. He That's swallowed what killed it, right. him. Mm-hmm. Because if he would have been caught with what he had, he would have been facing thirty years Mylan? in prison. Thirty years. Well. Thirty years in prison. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think, think thirty goes, years in I, prison would be better than being dead. Well, thirty years in prison, we have to look at is prison up. Uh, place to be punished or to be rehabilitated and if, if so you had a choice Mylan, if you had a choice and if you were juice world and you knew that you were going to be busted would you rather 
swallow those pills knowing it's going to kill you or go to jail? In high-pressure situations, you do not know he what wasn't thinking. will do. <laughs> I'm 30, sure. 30 years in prison is a lot of time, is a lot of, that is, that and is death your is eternity. I understand that. I'm pretty I, sure, I though, he didn't, he didn't purposely kill himself, though. I think he just took it in hopes that he would still be alive and get away with what he had. And not face 30 years in prison. Now, that, that is youth. That, that's, the, that's the ignorance of youth because they will take ex- uh, tests, toxology tests to make sure because they had already been tipped off the drugs were on the plane. Yeah, when I read the um, pilot uh, contacted the um, Midway and let them know, the police department, that contraband was on the plane. He'd seen one of the guns on the plane. They were displaying guns. Wow. Yeah. He didn't see the 700 pounds of uh, marijuana in the suitcases. It was 70 pounds of marijuana. It was 70 pounds. Okay. I was 700. Okay. I had an extra <laughs> zero on there. Three handguns and they were registered. Okay. I added extra zero on there. Thanks for the correction. But but none of us, none of us, you know, whether whether you're 12 or you're 82 years old, know how you will react in a situation like that. None of us do. Old school would have flushed it down the toilet, though. Patrick, Where is what it did going, you say? <laughs> he said the older it's generation would have flushed you down the toilet when he heard the FBI was um, coming to the plane. It's the plane is not going to the sewage. It's just going to the bottom of the plane. But the pills are dissolved, and that's different from the he would have he would have took the marijuana charge, but we would have got less of time without the drugs. And and that would be that's hindsight. Your hindsight's twenty twenty. So Pat, uh, so um, uh, Mylan. What do you think about black people killing each other? We're taking out our young men, 21, 16, 13 now are killing people. Um, what do you think about this, and what's, what's behind it? Is someone ordering them to do this? Is, well, it, I, a, is I, it gang initiation or just plain ignorance? I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't get into you know, the conspiracies of you know, people ordering people to do it. I would say that this is a... Um, effect of the system that system that we all live in a system that we're all oppressed by i think this is just one of the many terrible effects of the system yeah but see it, now you sound like it's part of the norm and i don't want to it, ever think this is part Shinta, of the norm it has become the norm in our community unfortunately but that does not mean that we just take it right, right. change that does not mean that we just take it, it definitely change on, is on the horizon I, I when it comes down i read a post on facebook recently i was a little disturbed by it but it, I heard it before. It was a lady who, uh, I'm not going to mention the name of the cleaner she visited, but I, they didn't go, do a good job. And all she kept saying was, in that post, she kept saying was, I tried to do business with my people, but they messed up. I won't mess with black business no more. I've heard that so many she, times. She didn't say she didn't say that business. And then a, a black gentleman um, got uh, on the post, you know, he had a comment saying, listen, all of us don't mess up, Coach. I'm in the cleaning business, but... I, I don't damage coats, so why just used to wear black? Yeah, but mm-hmm. people like that will go to white businesses, and, and they have people who follow them all around the store, and they're comfortable with that. Let's go to line hey, one, yeah. Eugene. So fake. Welcome to On <laughs> the Case. Hello. I'm calling all the way from Clinton, Maryland, and my question is specifically directed to the young man on your panel. I just heard Mama D mention something about lift every voice and sing. Uh, I heard her yesterday morning on the Dorothy Tillman show mention it. I heard her today mention Lift Every Voice and Sing. Last night I was listening to a station here in Washington, D.C. Uh, an elderly gentleman came on and talked about what, how we need to go back and uh, look at our history. He said, what about Lift Every Voice and Sing? It was looked over. Now, nobody discussed it. My question to the young man is black history. I want to know, young man, do you think that the study of black history in your schools there in Chicago would help? And before you answer that question, I want you to take out a a pen and write this down. My website is lift every voice and sing, A-N-D, sing.org. Please Google it, lift every voice and sing uh, dot O-R-G. Now, Young man, please answer this question for me, because I hear it discussed all over the country, the insignificance of uh, young boys and girls studying black history and how they need to know from whence they come, who they are, and how to make a difference in their behavior. What is your response? Well, um, I, I think that it's important. I think it's very important that you ask the question, is it important to learn black history? You know, when when we grow up, we learn 
United States history or American history. And that history never includes the benefits and the progress that was made by black people in this nation. So, yes, it, it's, it's very important to learn. And, and young man, I have this suggestion to you and all the youngsters who are listening there in Chicago. I'm an old man, and I wrote some books that you can find on Amazon.com, uh, books on Michelle Obama, books on uh, Barack Obama, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which has all the champions in that book, as well as a book on LeBron James, uh, Words Crossing Across, Word Search on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Words Crossing Across, Word Search on Michelle Obama, Words Crossing Across, Word Search on um, uh, Barack Obama, and then, of course, the beauty for you young people would be Words Crossing Across, Word Search on LeBron James. Go to Amazon.com and look them up, and if you think that they are good, tell your young people about them, because these book, books uh, speak of the champions, our black champions, our black icons. Thank you so very much. I've enjoyed listening to your show, as I always do every Sunday. Thank you, and I love your radio voice. And speaking of books, I'd like for all of us to support Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. He has a new book called Keeping Hope Alive, and you can, um, it's only $25 hard copy, and they're available in January, and you can get that on Amazon. Let's go to our last caller, Frank. Alexa. Alexa. What's your name? My, my sister and my brothers. How y'all doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Another great topic. Listen, I just want to add that I do believe, and not on purpose-wise, that we're not being totally honest and informative about this marijuana situation that we've been dealing with by legalizing it. The reason why I said this is because you like we inspire people to vote and put the right people in legislation to fix what's wrong with things in our society. We should be inspiring those who want to do marijuana the same thing. And also inspiring them to boycott the dispensaries until they fix it. When these people see that you mess with their money, they're going to make the politician fix this. No, you cannot. THC has a certain level it has to reach in order for you to pop positive. It has a certain level it has to reach in order for you to be intoxicated. I learned in the military, the Marine Corps, they can actually tell, you know what I'm saying, how recently you smoked a half a joint or more. They can tell this, and they can fix this. And sure, if you come to work smelling like marijuana, you have marijuana, you're going to lose your job. It's like you're going to lose your job if you come to work drunk or smelling like booze. It's no Thank big difference. Thank and you. Thank you lastly, so much. You're absolutely right. Lastly, the majority of white people know this. This is something black people need to know. Yep. There's a store in our neighborhoods called GMC. You can go to these stores and get solutions that you drink that cleans you out. They got tea that cleans you out overnight. You see, white people know about this, but black people don't. Yeah, but thank you, thank you for calling. Yeah, yeah, but you know, um, let me let me clear that up right away because they.